can't taste anything. Okay. What? (laughs) (laughs) So what's happening, man? What's happening? Uh, Bad. Nothing, bro. Just ready to get this on, man. We could save it for the, you know, the podcast. Or we restarted. Uh, We started already, man. That's how we roll (laughs) here, man. All right. Um, um, Same old, same old. You know, uh, making reggaeton beats and stuff like that. Um, But right now, I put it on a quick pause because right now I'm um as right now I'm concentrating more on my health mentally and like physically. Oh, so yeah, every day I've been trying to go to the gym or do something active. Obviously, these few days I haven't because um I, I got sick, so you know I'm not mm. gonna turn it around. But other than that, yeah, man, just literally working out, and then when I have a little bit of time, uh, make music, and then in a couple months I want to have like a big library so I could uh open up my uh, online store like a beat store. So I could uh really ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, I got the ball rolling on that, man. By the way, is my levels good? Yeah, your levels is good as always, man. All right, cool, man. Who was it? Like there was someone else that I interviewed not too long ago, and I was like, oh my oh yeah, Vivo. You and Vivo happen to be like probably the only two interview people who's come over to my show and have great mic volumes. And even the even <laughs> when I receive it. It yeah. sounds amazing. So it sounds like oh, as if we're literally in there. But then again, yeah, we're all man. SAE people. So, hey, there you go, man. And then a- the, the interface over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, your mic is good. Um, Damn, bro. So so you're right now you pause it for now because you're taking care of your mental and your physical health all together. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it, man. Oh, Whoops. sorry. Oh, uh, that's the oh, the, lun- the laundry. Mm-hmm. Ah. That's the last uh, load for today, though. Thank God. Oh wow! No, I feel you. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm doing mine as well. So it's like I'm never gonna hear it because it's like I'm sealed inside here. But you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good, bro. Oh yeah. By the way, this is like my new apartment. Oh my- yeah, bro. I've never seen it. Yeah, bro. So this is my my PC area. Um, I mean, I can't. I don't want to turn around because my computer is like a little uh, iffy. Like the Thunderbolt cable is like messed up. Oh, okay. No, no, uh, don't yeah. worry. It's just like a standard one one Yumi. That's what's up. Where where are you located? Um, I'm in uh Little Havana. Well, close to Little Havana around there. Okay. How's yeah, it? Yeah. How is it over there? It's good, man. Um, the only thing I didn't think about was uh mm. when I moved out was <laughs> that I still work with my dad. Uh, besides the music thing, is that I have to drive every morning to Hialeah again. So <laughs> off. I'm like, damn. And then by the time I get home, it's already like 6.30. I take a break for like an hour and then I go back to the gym. And then I come back around like 10.30. So I just, I literally just come home and sleep. And that's it, bro. You only <laughs> have... That's life, bro. that's life. Hey, man, that's part of life, man. We we all go through this part of the process every day, man. That's what we do here, man. And um, I remember, bro, I think the last time we talked was when I was telling you about like, oh, like I've been looking around to like move out and stuff like that. And here we are, man. It happens, man. Dreams happen, man. Work hard and you get what you get, man. Hey, exactly, bro. And that's one thing that, um, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into it later, but or it's like a quick thing. But um, yeah, go for it. it. It's really like how, like you said, like work hard and you get what you, you know, what you work for. Um, Because like I, I for like my whole life, like I was always like, oh, like, oh, why that person? Like. Mm. Why, why did they get it? Oh, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, nah, man. Like they put in the work and get me, they they got rewarded for putting in the hard work. So that's right. just how life works. You get me? Life is not fair. Either you want it or not. It's just depending how bad you want it. And it's funny because we you and me talk about this, and then we, 
I've talked about this with every other person who's come over to the show about it. Like mostly at the end of the show, we see like, you know, put in the hard work and things will come up. And it's surprising, like how everybody has that. At least the majority of people that I've interviewed or talked to have that same mentality as us. You know, it's it's like, you know, the best results to get to things is just put in the hard work, man. You have to do the hard work. You can't have asked anything at all bro because it's not gonna come and if you do get all of the stuff by half-assing mm-hmm. it won't last long it's gonna be like a, a sorry a dark humor joke it's like the twin towers man yeah <laughs> it's gonna come down crashing very hard man um that's just how it is man have you seen the previous episode before you man i interview mr g mr g who's who's that sorry um, man, I don't know if I don't know if you had him after when we were after I graduated from SAE, but he's the Hispanic professor who was bald and had a little beard on it. Hmm. No, I don't think I don't so, think I saw him. Oh, so it had to be. Oh, I'll check you. it out. Definitely. I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. No, no. We had a great conversation with Mr. G, man. Yeah. I love him. Shout out to him and shout out to him for even saying yes to me about it. Man, it's, he's very, very busy. Yeah. And he and I would just start to we just say hello and start catching up just like how we did it here. And yeah. from then on, first five, ten minutes of the episode, we're already talking about some fucking hardcore facts and knowledge and shit. I was just like, whoa, like mm-hmm. what we're talking about is talking nice stuff. man. And then after that, we just spin it around all the way to the end, you know? Yeah, dude. And another thing too, to add on to the like how you say not to half-ass anything is also um, do not expect handouts from anybody. Oh. That's another thing that I uh, realized throughout the time, like noticing about myself is like I always expected like a little handout like, oh man, like, you know, half I half-ass something and I expected something from somebody. Mm. And that's just not how the way it works, man. <clears throat> and one interview that that you uh, posted and it's from Nitty. Uh it's um one thing where he, once he said that I was like man he's so true bro it's like when he was talking as far as production is like um don't get mad when like your quality is not there you get me like don't think like oh they're just not get me they're not getting my music or people are not hearing my music because like they're not paying attention or something like that. you put like an excuse this is like no it's mm-hmm. like how Ricky says bro like there's standards to it you get me like as far as mainstream standards, there's there's standards. You get me? So like if you're not there, just keep working and working and working yeah. and you're going to get there, man. Yeah. Some of the stuff that I, I was very intrigued about what, what Ricky said for everybody does not know. Nitty. Um, right. Yeah. It's that's, that part is like and also the execution that I remember very carefully when he said about the execution is like make like you probably make the dopest song ever but if the execution itself is shit then it is shit yeah so it's like and and I've, that that correlates to the half ass part like don't half ass the whole thing just whole ass the whole thing you know because yeah. like again idea is there but you execute it and you're you're stuck with the oh they don't like me because yada 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 it's like maybe it's because you have that's the project and you could have yeah. done it a bit better you could have improved it a bit better of course. And, you know, like sometimes people don't actually see that through. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel humans itself are just prideful beings, you know, like, yeah, you, like sometimes we're too, ego thing. Yeah, it's an ego thing. We're too sensitive and we're too 
Yeah. Then stubborn about it. It's like, nah, 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 man. It, this is like that, bro. It sounds like that and it's dope. Let's go for it, man. Like, don't, no, I don't know. Like, you, sometimes we can't even dictate ourselves to be like, maybe we're wrong. Maybe my shit is not that shit, oh. you know? Mm-hmm. We always think we're right. We know it all. Blah, blah. Well, majority of people, because there are some people that are self aware. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's what these podcasts are for. You get me? Anybody listening? You get me? Yeah. Uh, get an ego check. It happens to all of us. It's not something embarrassing. You get I me? agree. And it's not just for the, your career. It's for life in general. Mm-hmm. You get me? And dude, ask a bunch of older people. They learn throughout their years. And that's another thing. You get me? I mean, if you're young, yeah, I mean, it happens. But you learn as, as you grow. And that has happened to me plenty of times. There are times in yeah. which I'm too stubborn about saying like, nah, bro, it's not that bad. Like, come on. Like, it can't be that bad. And then sometimes I, I reevaluate and be like, you know what? Maybe he's right. You know, I took it personally. I took it, you know, yeah. I took it I the wrong it. way. I should I should be much more open minded about it. They're just giving me a feedback. Maybe it's a very harsh feedback, but it's the feedback that I needed because if they don't tell me, then I may never learn. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I follow the same way, the same philosophy. To everyone else, everybody else, whoever needs some help from me or some feedback, I tell it like it is. And I tell it like, yo, man, I like the idea, but it sucks. Here's the ways you can actually fix it. Do this, this, this and that and switch this, this and that. And before you know it, man, if you can do all that stuff, it's going to come out nice, man. It's going to come out nice. But you're almost there. You're almost there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And with each step that you try to get better at, you get me with each um, other obstacle, you'll get better and better. I agree, it's man. A matter of, it's just a matter of fact of being self-aware and like working towards it, and not just ignoring it, ignoring it, and um, thinking you're hot shit. It's and it's and it's amazing that you know you see that a lot here in South Florida. Like, there's so many people who like that self-awareness that they believe some of the hottest shit ever, man. And I wish. I wish I could be a little bit more vocal about it and say like, yo, stop being so, so, so centered, bro. Like stop being su- such a stubborn ass. Like, no, it, you're sh- but I don't know. I That's just opening. I feel like it's like everywhere. Obviously it's more noticeable here because we live here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's for sure. Like on every, everywhere worldwide. Type I'm of pretty thing. sure. Like if you go to another state or another County or not a city, it might, we might let, see the same things. But maybe a little bit less. I mean, remember, this is a flashy city. So everybody I, wants to be- see, and that was the part I was actually gonna go to. I was actually gonna go to you like outside of the city, you probably see a let even less less. I mean, who was I talking to at one of our previous episodes? I think it was with Vivo. I was talking about you know the time that I did my mini tour with Nitty Greedy when he was starting up, and I just chauffeured him all the way to Florida. I remember that, yeah, yeah. I remember that we went to Gainesville and and there was these openers who happened to do a song with Needy. And I remember that the promoters pay for those guys. They pay like, hey, here's here's your money for for today's show. And I'm like asking them, it's like, yo, guys, like you guys sold tickets. I'm like, nah, we didn't sell any tickets. We just sold tickets to our friends, probably. Oh, so what's that money? Now they they booked us to play this show. And I was like, what the hell? Dude, you don't see that here in Miami. What the fuck? Yeah, no. So it's so it's so when I hear those stories from other cities outside of Miami, I see like, yeah, like it may not happen 
here, but it does happen out there that people do look up for their locals and do look up for their openers, you know? Over here is much more cutthroat and they only care about more about, well, now they care, now they emphasize more on your social media. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. Now you need to have a, like a strong social media to do anything, which is like ridiculous that the, the era like that we are. General, they look for more of somebody that's established or branded already. But that's more... Um, pay them, you know what I'm saying? That's more la labels. Labels now, they just... They just they're going the lazy route. They just want, like what you say, someone that who's branded, established, and has a lot of pulls anywhere they go. You know, it's like any picture or any TikTok video that they pull is like, oh my God, a hundred lights, a hundred thousand views. Like, holy shit. A lot of comments. That's what they yeah. want now. Agreed. Uh, the only thing is, um, I agree with you, of course. It, it's unfair to those talented people that are not, not getting noticed, but... Mm. Um, I also understand it from their point because they're seeing it as a business point of view. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, a label is a business and what business is all about is money. You get me? Obviously. So, of course, if it's somebody that has like an amateur song, but they could see that could pull a bunch of plays, it's going to be money for them. Plays is money for them. You get me? Mm -hmm. so I understand why they do that. Of course, is it fair? No, but you get me? Yeah. Just keep like it's like it's like how I was saying earlier. Just keep working your ass off because at the end of the day, bro, there's hundreds of labels. There's hundreds and hundreds of labels, man. And they still continue to grow. To be honest, at least more yeah. in the EDM scene. There's yeah, yeah. Like the this, there's like a bunch of labels. Big artists making up the, their own labels now and everything. It started to get to that trend in which now artists are starting to make their own labels. You know, at least some big artists. You know, like Kaso yeah, has his. Like, uh, has, yeah, a couple of years, I started seeing that. Yeah, Queso has his own label, like Welcome Records, I think it was. And then Bear yeah, Grylls has his own label, Root Service. Nice. I mean, I'm at least I'm seeing a lot of these people. I mean, obviously, Jaws would, you know, hey, bite this. But yeah, like you see the transgression of a lot of these artists, well known that they're starting to do their own labels. And obviously, you got the other artists who, which they're already happy within their own labels, like Seven Lions with. Ophelia Records, when all those people that are with Ophelia, Trivecta, Wooly and shit. And then you got the Disciples, the Never Say Dies, the Circus, and, you know, the Spinning Records, the Reveals, the Musical Freedoms and whatnot. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, all those labels. At that point, those are just like big, should I call it corporation labels? Um, kind of, in a way. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's, because it's, it's no longer, because it's no longer like, Oh, it's an, an artist created this label and, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. brought a bunch of homies. Yeah. Like, no, it's more of a and a guy actually brought a label and it, and it's like functioning as a as a company, as it should be. You know, it has its own artists, has its own A&Rs, has its own graphic designers, as a marketers or, you know, publicists, their merchandise, you know, like publishing people like, yeah, like now and those, I I guess I called those guys like corporate level label labels mm -hmm. versus the artists who are just like, hey, I just created my own label and here, anybody <laughs> who wants to come over is just like, hey, we're good. I mean, it's session with Subsidia. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, it's not like what, over 100 artists, something like that? It's, it's a ridiculous amount. Like, I, I stopped counting after the first compilation, to be honest, because every compilation, if you notice, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, I know this artist. I know this artist. I don't know all these 20 other artists. Right. 
And our boy Shoku was one of them. Shout out to him, yeah, man. Yeah, shout out Sh- Shoku or is it Shuko? No, Shuku, not Shuko. I Shoku. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to this, uh, let, let us know how you pronounce it. Shoku. I think it's Shoku. I Shoku. I, I, I think so, too. I, I don't know. I have to bring him back again. Um, and I will ask him. It's like, is it Shoku or is it Shuko? Or is it Shoku? Shoku. Who's, uh, who's the kid with the spiky <laughs> hair? Shoku. Shoku. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree on you on the yeah on the label thing, bro. It's but unfair. so, what do you think about the whole debacle that I've been having with with certain people with the whole demo submission to these labels? Like, do you honestly believe in your experience? Have you ever experienced some of the stuff that I've talked about it, or do you think it's like you know what? It's not. It's not a really a wait. It's a waste of time. Like, I rather do go the independent route. Um, it's kind of tricky, man. I know it's very tricky, and I have discussed this with uh, multiple people, yeah. and they all said they all the majority of them agree to a certain extent, but they also said like you know at the end of the day it's a it's a business that's how they operate you know exactly um it kind of falls down to like what uh, Ricky had said mm. um you can send a bunch of demos but at the end of the day you get me. Uh, you gotta swallow your ego and get me maybe just your song. One doesn't fit their style. Two doesn't it doesn't meet their standards. And you get me and and three is like what we're talking about. Like you need the brand, the image, and all that stuff. You mm. get me. So all those three things fall in those categories. Like it, it, they play a part in that. So why I why I agree with you. Why don't send your music to labels is because maybe since you're not that good, just. Mm. Keep self-releasing self-releasing until eventually you catch their attention you get me mm-hmm. and i that's as simple as i could put it this is like if demo submissions don't work out it's just a sign a friendly sign that you know you just got to get better or maybe just try other labels mm. there's a bunch of like i was saying there's a bunch of labels coming out every day it doesn't matter if they're brand new label dude i mean if you're going after big names and like you don't even care about the quality of your music then that just shows like what you really want you just want the fame yeah, really. You don't really want to make love the music that you make, right? So yeah, if 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 the demos that you send that they reject you, and you know it's because your music's not that good, just do, keep doing self releases. And now mm. that part, yeah, self release is the best thing you could do because not only you'll get attention from the label eventually when you get good of, that you want, um, other labels will hit you up that are related to those. I agree, and I encourage a lot of people to like you know self release your own music, man. Because another aspect in which I discussed this before is that if you're waiting for them you, for an answer and you and it's like a month and two or three oh, months, yeah. I don't know. like at that point, like, are you do you really want to send it to these guys? Like, might as well just send it and release it, you know, make the marketing and do something about it. But don't don't wait for them, man. And and sometimes it's hard because sometimes you don't even know whether they listen to it or not or. Or yeah. they haven't even re- read your email or not, you know? So exactly. you're stuck in this little limbo in which, what should I do? What should I do? And then before it gets in, it gets into your head. And then before you know it, you're like, you feel like I don't want to release a song. And you just yeah. shoved it up in the drawer. I feel like I, when if it comes to that, for sure, it, I don't, I wouldn't suggest waiting for more than a month. Mm. I mean, if they end up hitting you up after it's already released, just be like, oh, I'm sorry. I already self-released it. But 
if they respond is because they're interested. So I'll just make another song that was like similar to that mm. and then send it to them again. But for sure, do not wait more than a month to or, uh, to hear back from a label. If they don't reply, just self-release. You get me? And who knows, man, that self-release could get you the biggest plays, more plays than you thought from, uh, from a label. Yeah, that's actually uh, true. And if you're looking at it, have a, I mean, it's kind of hard because as far as streaming, making money from it, you need a lot of plays. But um, if you look at it from like a money perspective, uh, it'll be hard. Self-release will give you a little bit more just because if you go through a label, of course, labels need to cut a a A percentage. percentage. Yeah. So you get me? If you would have made $10 and the label takes like, I don't know, $6 and you're stuck with $4. Rather than if you were to self-release and you get those $10, those $10 are fully yours. I agree, man. And one other thing that I will say, like, if you still like, again, I said this in the in that episode, like, if you still want to release with then and you're not going to give up, then all right, then do the other route in which just send the songs to to the artists who played in that label. Oh, true. That is smart. Yeah. Yeah. Build a relationship first. Just don't send it like that, because majority of the time it doesn't work like that when people just get messages. Because you got to think about it like those people get hundreds and hundreds of messages every day. You're not going to be that special one. You get me? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's how it is. So build a relationship first and then you get me. That's it. I, I mean, that's all you got to do is just build, establish a relationship with yeah. the artist. Then you know, yourself, like don't like fake it, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, because they can see it through. We, yeah. we can see through the bullshit any given time. You know, when you, the bullshit, yeah, man. It's very easy. When you send us an email, it's like, hey, how are you, man? I hope you're good. Like, hey, man, I just got this fire track. I think we all sent emails like that before. <laughs> I'm looking back at some of my emails and I, I swear, like, I'm pretty sure there was probably one or two occasions in which I send it like that to certain people. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. There was probably like one or two occasions. I can't recollect all of them, but I know I I know I'm pretty sure I try to reach out to people like that like one or two times. But mm-hmm. the other times, the other times I just DM people. Yeah. Another I, thing too is don't spam email everybody. No. Like don't send your demo out to everybody at the same time. Like no. e- make each email unique. Yeah, like if you're gonna but do you know, they, everybody likes to feel special, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're gonna do a cold email, like Make them feel like, hey, you know, I just heard your recent track or whatever, whatever. Right. It it got me inspired. Like because of that song, it got inspired to make me do this. Um, would like to hear your feedback if I'm close to it or not. If 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 there's something I can improve upon it, would right. be greatly appreciated. I know your time is, I know your time is valuable. I'm not gonna bullshit you around you know just whenever you get a chance uh, it, it's it's all i need the appreciation is all i need that's it mm-hmm. do stuff like that and really or not people actually do listen to you people will actually be like oh shit okay cool at least he's considerate whenever i get a chance i'll listen to it and then if the song is good the song is good he'll he'll yeah. definitely play for it and he'll exactly. definitely ask good that's another thing too is like um well it's not another thing it's just like i said uh, at the end of the day, the song has to be good. You get me? Mm-hmm. You can word it however you want. You could be as close as possible to the person. You could you could put makeup on it, but if the song is not good, it's just not good. Oh, and don't fool around with with songs that are, that are easily made by by let's say like Simatis packs and Simatis templates or 
other templates and demo submissions from other you know companies who do all these sounds because a lot of the times some of these people actually made those sounds from to those companies and you can tell it's like um you just basically copy pasted my sound into yours that's all you did <laughs> yeah 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 agreed yeah um as far oh look for as far as templates and stuff like the samples i feel like it's really beneficial for people who are starting off um for they could get the idea of how songs are made and right. stuff like that uh but for sure if people use loops and stuff like that just chop it up edit it for it won't be 100 percent original it should be fun, man. Just re- I mean, if you're sure, gonna mess around with it, just don't leave it. Just don't copy and paste. Yeah, don't don't just leave it like that and just call it a day. So it's like I like this sound and just leave it like that. You know, that's just the most lazy work ever. You know, yeah. Like if you don't put in some of the work and even try to even mix and master properly, is like you're literally half-assing everything. You know, the whole point about doing templates is. There are two ways to look at templates. One, if the template is very good and you want to learn how they make it, you reverse engineer it. You know, I know for a lot of people it's like, oh, my God, I don't have time to to reverse engineer this. It's like, well, make time, because if you're actually putting you want to put in the effort to learn how to make and sound like these templates itself, then you reverse engineer the shit out of it, you know, and by doing so, you will learn a lot more. And you'll be able to do all this stuff automatically. Mm-hmm. And then you'll it'll just come natural to you whenever you start doing any of these projects. Yep. And, and, he, and, and if you still like some of these samples and sounds, okay, then keep it. But if you're going to keep it, made it, make sure that you make it very original. Like you said, do some editing with some of these loops. Like do some cuts or my favorite word, resample. Resample mm-hmm. the shit out of every sound, you know? Make it sound like it came from you. Mm-hmm. Don't make it sound like it came from someone else, you know? Because with right. that someone else, everybody can just do it, you know? What right. makes you so special than what every other artist who's already in that label? Like, I could just ask that person to do the exact same thing, too. What makes you special? Yeah. That's when you start doing, you know, all those shenanigans. That's when you came up with the new sound, the new style of drums, you know, be very original about this shit. And then and that's one way. That's one way to look at templates. The second way to look at templates is maybe a jumpstart to to a project. Like, let's just say that I love the drum patterns of this template. And I know if I do, if I if I start my my project with these drum patterns, I'm going to make something very original and it's just going to go nuts. And hey, just have that jump start, you know? Yeah. And then create some wild shit by using those drum patterns and just go nuts with it. Sky's the limit at that point, you know? But it has, but you have to put in the work, you know? Can't, like, like we can't stress anymore by just half-assing some of this shit. Like, you can, bro. And sadly, I'm seeing that a lot more on some of these locals you know some of these locals are putting the hard work that they should and then there's a few that i'm noticing you know from the ig that they're like oh yeah i've heard that sound before right you know and it's just like are you really actually doing this because you love it or is it because of the fame and the glory that's the reason you're doing it right and it's sad because like the, i was like dude like if you're gonna bullshit don't don't bullshit me, you know? Just be honest about it, you know? Just say, like, yeah, I'm doing some of these songs because I got it from this temple. We're like, all right, cool. 
make something original about it. Don't just like slap it and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, at the end of the day, yeah, like I said, just tweak it a little bit. You know what I mean? Just don't leave it completely original. It should be fine. Because sometimes, you know, it works, it works. But like I said, just tweak it, chop it up. Uh, you know, do, do you get creative with it. And like you said, resample it, all that crazy stuff. What are you thinking about using this uh, splice samples? Um, I um I personally don't use them that much just because as a on my end, I like to make everything from scratch. Mm. Um, but there is some good samples. Let me tell you that there is really good samples. I don't, I don't, I don't blame people for using some of them because they, they sound good by itself. But like I said, just chop it up and make it a little bit different. Just don't let the whole loop ride the whole song. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just chop it up. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I don't have really negative or bad, good or bad to say about it. I really don't have anything bad to say about Splice other than just like, if you're going to use... I love from, the samples. The samples like, are dope. Like the kicks, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I was never into Splice until our good friend Pat from Motstep. Shout out to Pat, man. Oh, yeah. When they released their pack, right? Yeah. When they released their pack, that's where like, all right, let me get into my Splice account and start downloading some of these stuff. You yeah, know? He has some really good original, like dr like real drum sounds. I was like, bro, this is nice. Bro, mostly all my projects up to now came from those sample packs. Yeah. Like the drum patterns, like the drum rolls, the snares, like, yeah. like even sometimes the glitchy sounds that they did. Like I even used them for some of the projects. I even used some of their effects. I resample it. I just put in some portal in it and just it's wild to me how how crazy it goes just by slapping portal and just like comes out even more crazy shit into it. You know, mm -hmm. I really love it. And that's the only reason why I, I have the Splice account just to support then. Other than that, I'm just, you know, any yeah. given time, I'm just going to have to cancel that that, pro that that account because it's like, yeah, I recently just stopped. Um. I, I didn't cancel it. Like, like I canceled the membership, but I didn't close my account. Mm -hmm. um, but I recently did that because it's just, bro, um, I have like, I don't know, I have probably like over like 3,000, 5,000 samples. Mm -hmm. And that's way more than enough. So I was like, at the end of the day, each, all those samples already sound alike. So I was like, I'm going to work with what I got and they're already good quality. Mm -hmm. So that on my end, that's going to be throughout the years of collecting. So I was like, you know what? I don't need more samples. I got to, I work with what I got. I like that mentality, dude, because... Yeah. It's that that thought of mentality, believe it or not, work with whatever you got makes your stuff more limitless. Mm -hmm. Makes you think doing stuff more limitless because it's like, okay, today I'm using this drum, this kick, and I'm gonna make some of the gnarliest glitch sounds out of it. And then before you know it, that one glitch or drum that you just made becomes a whole entire drop. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, and I wanna I'm gonna continue doing the same stuff. And and at the end the end of the day, you end up using the same sounds over and over because that's your sound. And that you establish yeah. it right there. And you just like, why do I have need to keep reinventing the wheel? If I already got something that I created on my own original outcome, let me just like do it on the rest of my projects. And that comes even easier. I just have to change it up a little bit and change the patterns about it and, and have some different notes, different sounds about it, but still with the same uh, sound that I created, you know? Okay. Like, let me put it a perfect example. Like, I feel like, you know, I found my own original sound. I just never thought of using it again. Um, when I released my song Future Fiend, which is like, oof, three, four years ago, 
mm-hmm. something like that. I release it on um, edm.com or dubset.net, whichever it's called right now. I, t- I try to revisit that project multiple times to see, like, what is it that these guys loved about my song that, you know, they were like, yeah, we want to release it, you know? Right. And, and what I did is, like, I, I saved the, the drop. Well, I saved the, I have the whole project, but I saved it, particularly the drop into Ableton. You know, Ableton right. has the ability to grab whatever we have and put it in our user library so we can actually oh, have yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that whole function. And so that way we don't have to jump from project to project to copy some stuff and put it back again. Like, no, we could just have it right there in our folders. Uh-huh. I love Ableton, man. Yeah. Um, so what I did is like, okay, let me start dissecting each of these sounds that I created, you know? Let me start, you know, like going one by one. It's like, okay, let me let me do a drop with this sound. Right. Nightfall came with that with that one sound. Let me do a drop with this sound, Raph, which is I just released it like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. With this came from that project as well. Let me do another one, Black Order, which was like a few years ago as well. The drop came from that from a sound from that drop. Right. So basically, I'm just like picking, choosing whichever the sounds that I want from that original song that I make. And because of it, I created three different projects. Right, right. And now I'm looking at it like that. And now I'm just like, all right, every time I'm I'm doing a project, I'm just going to grab some of those sounds because that actually suits me. That suits what I'm trying to get to. And it sounds original as fuck because nobody actually has that. Nobody exactly. has those sounds. So... Now it's I'm like just artists make their own sample pack. You hear me? They pick their sounds from each favorite song that they make and then just keep evolving that sound. Yeah, exactly. And then mm-hmm. that's where I, that's where once in a while I'll just grab a sample here and there to glitch it out and, or make it sound like, oh, shit, this is part of it or make it sound like that. That extra detail stuff, you know, that every song when you have an entire, you know, when you have your entire drop ready, but you still feel like. It's still naked. It needs some armor. That's when you put all the little detail sounds like here and there and have like a little gap here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what makes it full. And then when you listen to it, you're like, oh, my God, this is a battle armor ready to go. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Uh exactly like that. Yeah. So that's how I'm approaching some of these projects right now. You know, that's how I'm trying to get to it. And. Bro, that's not that much um, brain thinking to have to do because it's like the sound is already there. I just have to mess it up a little bit more mm-hmm. until I found a satisfying sound in which like, hey, I can fuck with this. I can still I can still rock with this sound. Let's let's rock it out with this with this project and blah, 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 blah. You know, Agreed, man. That, that's a that's a good way to go about it. Yeah, because like I just said, you just keep evolving and then eventually it becomes your signature sound. People recognize you for that sound. And it's, um, it's very hard. It's very hard. It's very, yeah, it's very hard to reinvent, not reinvent it, but like add something new to it every time. Mm-hmm. But that's where the creativity comes. You get me? I agree. Um, and- on, one thing that I wanted to add as mm. far as splice is um, when, like if you if you end up using the, the, the splice loops and all that stuff, just make sure to mix them really good just because all those sounds are cranked up and limited to sound really nice and pretty. So like once you put it in your, in your, um, project they're gonna be so loud and already squashed you get me especially vocals i don't know why vocals in in, from splice they're so harsh tell me about it 
Yeah. So you get me? Just make sure to to mix those all those samples down because if you just leave it like that, when it comes to the mastery, it's just gonna be a really bad mess. And that's all the vocals that you've downloaded before from Majority, Splice? Not all of them, but majority of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kara or Kara, she's a very famous vocalist uh, from Splice. Mm. Um, she she's like a really good engineer, so she records and mixes her stuff really good. Where it's almost just drag and drop, but that that, that applies to everything. If you find a good bass or a good drum kit. You get me like it's all it sounds good by itself, but when you put it in the project, just don't forget to mix it down. You get me? Take off some of those frequencies because they're all super loud and mm. limited clip, whatever you want to call it, where you gotta mix it down. Cause if you don't, when it comes to the mastering, it's just louder. Yeah. I always like mix all of my vocals, even if they're already being yeah. pre-recorded or you know, downloaded yeah, from Spice. I, I mainly say that for people who are you know just beginning and um they're just grabbing stuff from Splice and just putting it in. Just don't forget to mix it down. Yeah. You should be fine. And then as you know, the more experience you have, you'll hear the difference and stuff like that. It's not even until now. Like, for example, when I do vocals, mm-hmm. it's not until now. I and mean, get me, I've been doing this music stuff since like I was like 19, I'm 27 or 18. And now I'm 27. Um, so now I kind of hear, not kind of, but I hear the compression. Like we, I hear like a 2 dB compression. I was like, oh, okay, crap. Like, your Damn. Ears, yeah, your ears really do develop throughout the years as as you know, you keep practicing and all that stuff. So don't worry about if you're beginning, you don't hear that. It's going to come with time. Just, you know, just keep yeah, at it. Yeah, it's just practice at that point, you know. It's like and you know, yeah. obviously with the feedback, it comes along the way as well. It's like if you ask yeah. for some feedback for engineers or producer homies, not your regular homies which they don't know anything about music yeah, because yeah, yeah. if those homies they're just going to say Damn, that's fucking dope. You did that? Shit, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, not those guys. Like they're 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 there to support you, but they don't know anything about, you know. Of course. Yeah, it's not their fault. They're they're you get me, they're not in the field. Yeah. You get me, it's not their fault. But yeah, a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Uh get feedback from people who actually know what they're doing. Um, and even like like, like I say that people know who they're what they're doing is because yeah, sometimes you might have friends that are producing. And like they're at the same level as you or a little bit low, but mm. they don't really know like what's really wrong with it. You get me? They just hear like, oh, the big idea. It's cool and it's crazy. Right. But they don't know the, all that stuff. Like, for example, when I hear when I hear your feet, when I get songs for you for feedback and stuff like I don't just hear it on my phone. I, don't, I just hear it on this. I hear it on my monitors, my car and stuff mm. like that. Because like at the end of the day, you get me? Your music is going to be heard in all those things. So you just got to reference all those things. And then, like I said, with time, you'll know you'll know what you're looking for and stuff. And one thing that virtual riot that I picked up a long time ago, like remember his early streaming days yeah, like years ago is like, um, always reference your track, man. There's always Ooh, reference your track with other songs, man. I because agree. I, yeah. I, it's not until years ago that I started doing that. And I was like, dude, it's the best thing ever because you, you, we, we love bass. You get me? We love yeah. when bass really should be felt and not heard. And you can't feel it with this, but when we boost the bass, it sounds good here. But when you listen into, like, for example, the live sound, that's the bass is going to take over everything. Your bass is going to be here and your mids and highs are going to be right here. So it's going to sound like muffled and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's very weird. You know, when you play some of these lo- songs on live sounds, that is like you can notice the difference. You know, it's like, holy oh, shit. Yeah. That, that's not how I 
That's not how it sounded on my monitor. When you go to a studio, you're just like, oh, shit. This, my mix down is shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I, when I make music, I make it in my monitors. But as you can see, my, my apartment, I just moved in here. And it's not treated like at all. And it's square right. all over the place. So I try my best to mix it down here. And when I want to enjoy the song and just like vibe out, you get me? Not really paying attention to the mix. This is monitors for sure. Yeah. And you have spectral, an- spectral analyzers, all those stuff. Trust me, it's going to be a, a game changer. If you, can't, if you can't play them out loud with a good um, environment, for sure, analyzers are your best friend. I agree. I do, I, that's actually the same method that I do. The same method that you just mentioned. Uh, yeah. If I'm going to work on a project, it's on my monitors. But if I'm yeah. going to do the mixing or listening to a song for feedback, I have to listen to it my headphones, not these headphones. Like these, right. these are just, you know, these are these are just comp- um, composer headphones, you know, these are just yeah. boosting your your bass. Yeah. But like headphones, like, um, for example, like uh, Sennheiser's, anything that comes from Sennheiser headphones, Studio Pro HDs, mm-hmm. amazing, highly recommended. Like if you want to get the budget version, like get the 200s, Sennheiser yeah. Studio HD Pro 200s, mm-hmm. those were like standard for SAE for all the students and all the professors yeah. as well. I still use it to this day. Nitty Gritty still use it to this day. I mean, yeah, they're, great. they're great headphones, so I yeah. highly recommend them. them too. Um, what what other headphones are very good? Like what the ones that you're uh, using? These are, um, I forgot the brand. They're the DT770 Pros. If you Google it, it's a pretty popular headphones. They're really good. Um, they weren't that bad, honestly. They're 180. The only thing is, you gotta have a really strong interface. If not, you're gonna have mm. to have like an adapter to power these because these are t- 270 ohms. Oh so, shit! Yeah, they they require a lot of power. Um, but as long as you just get an entry level headset, um, it all falls down. Like I said, just know how the headsets work and pay attention. Analyze other songs. How do the other songs sound on these headphones? If you can yeah. match that. On those headphones, then you know you're in the right direction. You get me? It doesn't matter if you get headphones that are $60, $80. You get me? Just study. And it's going to take time. It's just like anything. You get me? You're going to have to take time and get used to the headphones and see how uh, every other song sounds like on these headphones. Yeah, it's a process. You know, you like you have to study. Yeah. You have to like listen carefully for every little details. Sometimes, mm-hmm. excuse me, sometimes even when I'm listening to music in my car, I probably heard the song like 20 times by now, but every time I listen to it, I hear the little details. And there's sometimes there's a, there's some hidden details that I didn't notice the first few times. And I was yeah. like, holy shit. I didn't know this, this little detail was there. And now that I know, now every time I listen to the song again, I listen to it yeah. differently. Oh, okay. Are you different? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, because now I hear Everything else that I heard, plus that more little details, you know, and, you know, everything goes by by if you study and listening some of these songs and it goes goes back again to reference tracks, you know, yeah. and good songs, sounds that are like, you get me like, made oh, by yeah, know what they're doing. But here's another thing I, I was also thinking about, because there's some songs out there that I feel like, holy shit, this sounds this sounds like it's not master or shit. This sounds like a little bit kind of like muffle or not mixed properly yet the song itself is being released and has like 200,000 plays it happens man you gotta be careful with those certain songs you know it's not every song 
Like if if you listen to a song from Some Boy or Virtual Riot or even Skrillex, mm-hmm. like if you listen to songs from those guys, those pros, you can tell that that shit is mixed to the teeth. Yeah, and even it sounds the sound effects. They're mixed too, man. They're I'll just like, drag and drop those little bad boys because yeah. those add up. That All shit is so tight. Yeah, but if think has their own space, and I mean that frequency wise and uh stereo stereo placement wise so like panning and all that stuff yeah but if you listen to a song from must die or sudden death mm-hmm. or even case or carnage like i will i will try to stay away as much as possible from those guys because even though those guys maybe the song is is maybe the song for you is shit and it's like great for two hundred thousand people but mm-hmm. if you listen carefully to the songs, you can hear that their kicks are smashed. You can hear some of the some of the mixing is kind of too much compression on it. You can notice right. that the effects is kind of muffled, like you barely can hear it. You can hear some of the basses is distorted. You know, maybe 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 it's like what the people like now. People like distorted bass, but even though. There are ways to properly mix a distorted bass, you know? Right, right. There's like harmonic distortion and then there's like clipping distortion. Exactly. You know, what you're trying to get to is the harmonic distortion. You don't want to get the clipping one because the clipping one is when you get the real nasty shit that that sounds just like, oh, man, I don't want to hear this crap again. And that's the problem with some of these artists that they like they have that problem. Like, I feel like either they didn't mix it at all or they give them some they give the song to some amateur mixer or or not i don't know i just know i just notice it on every song even though the song is though i may as a consumer i may like it but as a as an engineer as a producer i I may have my strong feelings on it i'll be like "Mm, i I would not i would not use this song as a reference i would not because it'll misguide you a lot it'll definitely misguide you you just gotta know you just got to know which which reference track to use. Yeah. And of course, if that's the sound that you're going for, then I guess uh, for it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I the, guess uh, dubstep is majority of the time distortion. You get me? Yeah, but just to have it cleaned up. I mean, look at right, right. Riot's at least one, shit. But like, you just got to know when's the right amount. Yeah. Yeah. Because the another thing, too, is like you also got to keep in mind when you're referencing a track, you also got to keep in mind that those tracks are already mastered. So, mm. When you're listening at a mix, mixing point of view, you got to see where everything is placed, not loudness. Because that's what you're referencing as far as when you're engineering, you're referencing the mix. How's the mix? And then, so that's why I, I also tell people too, is like when you, when you reference a track for a mix, lower it down 10 dBs. Because then you're going to try to mix loud, like crazy loud. And then when it comes to the mastering, yeah. your kick and your, your snare and all that stuff is already going to activate the limiter without you even lowering the limiter. Yeah. And that's where the distortion comes. I I I always try to you know mix and master as close as possible to some to Zomboy's way and virtual riots because at least those at least from industry wise those are like the the one of the best engineers out there. Of course, Nitty Gritty is one of them, but his way of mixing is just. It's square. Let's level. I still haven't seen him like in person do that. I'm like, damn, I want to see that. And Shindo, Shindo's uh, uh, music is so clean. Like oh, his, man. His, every time, every time he puts those previews, I'm like, damn, that's clean, bro. And I don't know how these guys do it so clean, bro. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've 
I saw a couple years ago, but it's, the plugin is so expensive. Right now it's on sale, but it's still expensive. Um, there's Soothe. You heard of Soothe? No, I, I don't. So know. Soothe is like an AI. Um, well, I don't even know if it's an official AI, but whatever. It's like a DS or EQ that takes all the way the harsh frequencies. So like, you get me? You put that on your master. Obviously, you mess around with the dry and wet, and it, dude, most of your stuff is gonna sound clean, man. God damn. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's. I'm not saying you have a, with respect, you have a piece of poop, you're going to put it on, it's going to make it into a diamond. No, that's not how it works. I mean, you make it sound, like <laughs> good, as you make it sound as good as possible, and then you add on that little 3% of soothe. Damn. It, it, it just controls all your little frequencies that are peaking like really high when it comes to mastering. I mean, it's not going to afford it. Jesus Christ. How much is that? Normally, if I remember correctly, it's like two, 280, something like that. Yeah, and I think right now it's like at 150 or something like that. It's a really expensive plugin. Look, the one thing that I've noticed, and the more, I mean, because at the end of the day, I keep investing in all these things, but I stopped for a while. But back a couple of months ago, I was still investing. All Login these, like, junkies? Things. No more? Yeah. Uh, as of now, <laughs> uh, just like I'm trying to learn my tools and, and just work with what I got. Because, yeah. dude, I, throughout the years, I've bought so many stuff, and I'm just like, no, I have a lot. Um, there's a. Uh, the higher the price is, the mm-hmm. more nitty nitty it is. Like the, it's nitpicking stuff. You get me? It's like you really use it for like small amounts of stuff. You give it that like extra two, three percent to the song. You get what I'm saying? But they really do make a huge difference. Like I, I, it's small, but it's huge. I don't know. What I'm saying. Mm. Well, I will tell you this: my my only free plugins that I use overall is Ableton Stock. Ableton, Ableton Stock. Stock. You already know. <laughs> no, but I, I use I don't I wouldn't call them a plugins itself. I call that like that's already mandatory to all my projects. Like I'll use anything that's Ableton stock, you know. Yeah. I'm I, but more of the fur fur party plugins is Fat Filter, Serum, and Portal. Those are my only f- go-to right. plugins. Everything else is just stock plugins. That's it. Funny enough, uh Serum is a VST. I mean VSTs are plugins, no. No, uh, plugins are uh, like EQs and stuff like that. VST is for virtual instruments. That's so bullshit. Why is it on my folders under the VST folders? Like they're all under my VSTs. But that's the term. <laughs> well, that's what I read. And like I, ever since then, yeah, other engineers, I was like, oh, they're right. Yeah, it makes sense. Virtual instrument. And then the plugins. Damn, bro. It's, it's, Every- it's, I, I just want to throw that fun fact. It's not like series or anything, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that note, <laughs> You can scratch. You can scratch serum. Um, the wave, uh, wave plugins. You know the wave plugins. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I started there with waves. Yeah, man. But it's the ones that I have actually. Hold on. The ones that I have right here on Ableton Live is the ones that I use to 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 mix and master my vocals for for my podcast, and it's my go to. Oh yeah, you showed me that pack that they had the the podcast. Button. Yeah, that one. Good. Those yeah, are yeah. those Good. are the ones that I use. Yeah, the NS1 stereo. That's the suppressor. The GW. The NS1 suppressor. Voice. That's the one. That's the one with the one knob, right? That goes up and down. Like yeah, that? that one. That one. That's the suppressor itself. So you right, got the right. suppressor, and then you got the voice. Let me see. Which one is this one? The voice. Uh, voice centric. The GW voice centric. I remember that one. And then, and then what else? And then you. And then once you got all those in your in your track, along right, with right. Fat Filter, you send that to 
playlist. Let me see which one this. The playlist writer. You send it to the playlist writer and then to the the WLM plus stereo. Oh uh, yeah, that's the, the master. Best. That's the best one. That's when you're like, okay, I know where I'm. I know where I am. I cannot pass that. Yeah, that's the, one of the that I recommend to people. Yeah. The playlist writer is actually it's actually pretty cool because it, that's the thing that basically cancels out and lowers any or balances any other sounds that are between, you know, talking and whatever else you got. So it's, it's um it's like volume automation, right? Yeah, it has its own automatic volume automation. So what it does is like if you got it like a, a like a loop song mm-hmm. and you don't want to have it like like no no you want you you want to have your you want to be talking and then have that background music, right? What that does is like it levels down your background music, you know. Mm, okay, so okay. so it levels it down so that way it only focuses on your vocals and then just lowers it to to a point in which it's like it's a happy medium that we can all listen to it without losing you know without having stuff to fight along. Right, right. It's also perfect for when you're conducting interviews. And let's just say that my 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 audio is louder than the than the guest. Right. That ba- that basically pushes the the audio level of my guest to match up my audio. Oh, cool. Which is I actually pretty Yeah, yeah it, it's pretty cool. pretty dull. So like it's the best it's money I've ever spent, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially I need that in my line of work since I'm always work, working with audios. Uh, I mean, audio clips and vocals all the time. Yeah, like, you need it. It's a necessity. It's a necessity at that point, you know. One thing yeah. I didn't notice that you... I didn't know that you have to renew some of these license. You don't have to, but um, there comes a point where like they're already so old with the new firmware. I mean, uh, the new... Um, is it firmware? I think that, that's... The firmware, yeah. When, like new OS comes out, like some of these waves plugins don't work with them. I mean, I mean, it's just natural. You get me? Programs get outdated, and then the new programs need to run on new uh, scripts. Right. But uh, you don't always have to. I, I to this day, I didn't. I almost had to when um, I think was it Capitan that came out for Mac. Mm-hmm. My waves weren't working for the first two months or something like that. So I reverted back to the old one, um, and then a couple months later, I updated. And it works fine. Um, so, you know, if that happens, just give it a couple months. Of course, if it if it doesn't work right away, just revert back to the old one. Right, right. Um, but yeah, that does happen sometimes where, you know, you just give it a couple times. But I guess when it's just already too old, you know, I mean, the programs don't even want to read that language anymore. And they mm-hmm. just need a new code. Or there's just something really different to the plugin that they do. But you don't have to uh, renew it. That's interesting because there are times in which I look at my Waves um, task manager or even I get emails. It's like, hey, you got 30 days to renew this. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. That, that's just um, they give you. Um, so what that means is like when you buy a, a Waves plugin, let's say, mm-hmm. um, and they give you like two years or three years to upgrade for a discount. That's just meaning once you're already that time limit is already coming up. Like, hey, listen, you only got two months left before we could give you a discount on this upgrade. After that, you get me. You would have to pay full price for the upgrade. That's really all. Oh, I was wondering. It's like, what the fuck? I thought I thought I bought these, and I don't have to like. Yeah, I don't personally don't see any reason why you would upgrade unless. I mean, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I agree. Um, but yeah, uh, you don't you don't have to upgrade, bro. 
Yeah, no, I'm happy with whatever I got left. The only upgrade I did was Live 11. Oh, yeah. I feel like as far as DAW, you have to uh, for two reasons. Is because when DAW's update, it's a pretty big update. You get me? Like when they upgrade from like the 11 to 12, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Pretty big update. And, you know, there's new plugins as far as theirs. There's new workflows to it. There's new ways to record, all that stuff. And then second is also if you're working with like industry uh, stuff, you know, you have to be with the latest update as far as DAW. Mm. Because let's say... You and me, you and me, we're in the latest Ableton, but then somebody that we don't know, they're still running Ableton 9, which there's nothing wrong, but I'm just saying that could be one of the reasons why you would want to upgrade. Yeah. Like easier workflow. You just share projects instead of stems, especially if you work in the same DAW. You know what I mean? I feel like projects are way easier to work with than stems sometimes. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And you got to light it up. You got to, you know how sometimes the clip, when it warps it, it doesn't put it all away fully. You yeah. gotta like, clip and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm it's little, you know, little yeah. tedious stuff. But for sure, you know, if you, if some people are already updated to the next one, for sure, upgrade. And like I said, DAWs when they upgrade, like fully upgrade, not just like a little beta thing. It's really worth it to be honest. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. I agree, bro. I I love it. Live eleven right now. It's, yeah. it's I've loved every Ableton to this day. Yeah, one of my favorite things that I um. I've loved and I've abused to it this day, but the new Ableton is that um they implemented the scales on the the media. Yes, I was actually gonna get to that. I always used to have a little piano roll picture here on my phone. I had to come back and look at my piano. I know how to play the keys a little bit. I'm not a pianist or anything. I know how to play it a little bit, but um the scale itself has helped me a lot because I go, oh damn, you know what? Let me switch keys. Let me see where the keys for that, and I can go here. Dude, I was because FL Studios had that for years. Like, really? You know, FL Studio just had that? Yeah, like, dude, when I started messing with FL Studio when I was like 16, 17, dude, that's, um, they had that already, bro. Oh, shit. I never knew yeah. that. Yeah. And in that sense, FL has a lot of things that Ableton doesn't have yet, but each has like something that they don't have. You get me? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, dude, it's it's really helpful, honestly. It's bro, they, they literally made Ableton live for dummies now because yeah. literally... Anybody can make a song now because now you're going to be at the right scale. Let's just say that I just want an E major. You just literally set it down and you can only play. They'll, they'll highlight it and you just like, all right, I'll make something out of it. And bang, I got something. It's like it's so easy to make a song now. That yeah. just make the workflow even better, bro. Well, yes, that's what I was going to say. It makes the workflow even better. But at the end of the day, you got to know what you're doing. You hear me? Oh, of course. You can't uh, give the ingredients for a drink to a monkey and expect it to give it. Like, you know I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, bro. Like, it's I, I showed this to my to my coworker Archie, and and he was he was like, "What are you talking about, man?" I was like, "Look, take a look at this." Mm-hmm. I show him a simple project, open new session, and it's like, "Here, I could just like go scroll any scale on." any harmonic and just like that's it i just like i just literally did something very random mm-hmm. and and he goes like what the hell <laughs> oh man like if you can't you cannot have an excuse of not making a song anymore yeah now the next thing that follows up to that is you gotta know how the scales work you get me mm. it's not your simple just triads and all that stuff it goes mm. really deep into that but like that's all stuff you learn through, you know, practice. 